with cause to shadow Christ. I told you it's a hard, difficult road. It's not easy. It's not for everyone. I don't encourage everyone to venture into this road because Jesus did not say everyone should come after me. He said, no, 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 no. Examine yourself. If you're willing to leave your parents, if you're willing to leave your loved ones, if you're willing to take up your cross and follow me, then do so. But if not, you're not worthy to be my disciples. Today's Christianity gives us an image of a needy God. We don't have a needy God. We don't serve a needy God. God doesn't need anything from us. He never did. He never will. We need God. And to follow God, He sent us His Son. If you were to walk with Jesus, you would never get this vibe from Him. Please follow me. No, no. You never get that vibe from Jesus. Jesus said this, If any man would to follow me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, follow me daily. The rich man that came to him. Today, if the rich man came to a pastor of a popular church, what does the pastor say? Bring it in. Jesus told the rich man, go away with your money. Go home. Sell all you got and then give it to the poor, and then come and follow me empty-handed. I don't need your money. I don't need your possession. I need your sacrifice. That's our God. If you want to follow a God who said, bring me your money, bring me your wealth, that is not the God of the Bible. Jesus says, go sell all you got, take up your cross, and follow me. That is the God that we choose. Now, how do you do that? This is the second part of being a true proselyte. A proselyte is someone who has his own ideas and religion. But now he changed. He no longer follows his own thoughts and ideas and religion. He abandons all that and then he turns around and he follows a new religion and path. That is what a proselyte is. I told you about how does a person become a Jew. First of all, the person would need to his own, his old religion. So if you are right now have Buddha as your God, you cannot follow Jesus Christ. Jesus will not accept you. Plain and simple. If you worship ancestor, you cannot follow Jesus Christ. When people want to become Jews, why did they want to become Jews? Because they want to be blessed by this God of the Jews. They want to become Jews. The first thing they need to do is they need to abandon so what does that mean? That means if you have a family member, say your parents who worship Buddha, and now you want to become a Jew, what you have to do is you have to say, bye-bye family. That's what Jesus meant when he said, if you don't hate your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, and even yourself, you cannot be my disciple. Remember this, there is the other aspect of following Christ. When he was sitting and sharing the gospel with the people inside the room, what happened on the outside? Someone came and knocked and said, Lord, your family desire to see thee. Those that do the work of my father are my mother, my father, my sister, my brother. Jesus promised you this, is that, that if you abandon everything else in your past, in your old religious system, and believe you will receive a hundredfold. The family of the Lord Jesus Christ is the biggest family this world has ever seen. 2.4 billion people claim to be Christians today. 
Now, I'm not saying that all of them are true Christians, but it is the biggest family. The word of Jesus Christ stays true today. I walked into a church in Canada. I'd never been in there. For the first time I walked in there, they saw me and they embraced me like I was one of them. There's no religion that is like that. They don't know me. They don't know who I was. They don't know who I am. And they embraced me. They took me in as one of their own. They took me to their home. They gave me a place to stay without any questions asked. Everything was out there. The kitchen was open. Nothing is locked. The car is there. The key is there. Everything is there. They trust me completely. Only in God where you have much more than you give up. That is not something that I want to offer to you. I'm just saying that is the side effect of following God. But the main reason is that you get the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, how do we become a true proselyte? How do we become a true convert? You abandon your previous self, your past, unburden yourself. But then also, there's one thing that you need to do is that you need to take all of your past and you put it behind you. You don't need to resolve anything. A lot of people coming to Christ thinking that they have to solve their, their past so that they can follow Christ. In the Bible, it never says, nowhere in the Bible where Jesus says that you have to go home and solve your problem and then once you don't have any more problems, then come and follow me. Never said that. There was a man whose father died and Jesus tell him to go and follow him. So he says, Lord, let me go home and bury my father. And Jesus told him this, let the dead bury the dead. As for thou, come and follow me. You don't have any obligations besides one, and that is come and follow me. How do you do that? Turn with me to Luke chapter 13, verse 3, 5, and 24. I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall likewise perish. Strive to enter in at the straight gate, for many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able to. There is this broad way and there is this narrow way. And the broad way, many will find it and get on it and go. And the church today wants to make the Christian walk an easy walk. You won't find that in this church because that's unbiblical. The Christian walk is a narrow walk. And Jesus says this, many were trying to find it and they cannot find it. It is like this very difficult road to walk on. But not only that, it's also difficult to find. I was in Vietnam, went to this church that was just built. The person who was there advertised to us that there was this hidden way that leads to the lake. And he keep on repeating this. He said, there's this tunnel that leads to the lake. If they say, okay, why don't you and Naomi go and find this lake? We'll never find it. We don't know where it is, we don't know how to get there. But because they've been there, they know where it is, they led us there, and we had to walk through this tunnel. You walk through this tunnel, and in the end, there was this really beautiful lake. The road is narrow, only one person can walk at the time. It's not paved like the road outside, and it's not wide, but it's the one that leads to where we want to go. Jesus says that if you want to get to heaven, find this road. And it's very difficult for you to get into this road. The only way for us to find this tunnel was someone take us there. And therefore, here we are. Those that have gone before you can show you where the narrow road is. 
those who seek to find it on their own. Like you hear a lot of people say, I just go home, I'll just read the Bible, and then I'll find God for myself. I'll tell you this, they'll never find God. Someone needs to preach the gospel to you. If no one preached the gospel, who can hear and who can be saved? Someone needs to show you the way. You need to find this narrow way. Many that try to find it, but they cannot. You are very mistaken if you believe that follow Christ, it's easy. It's not. Jesus made it absolutely clear that this is hard because all those people who follow Christ, what was their end when they follow Christ? What is at the end of following Christ at the time? Everyone there, when they follow Christ physically, they're walking with Him day by day by day by day. What was their end? What happened at the end of their journey following Christ? What was it? Jesus died. Yes, that was the end, wasn't it? It was the cross. That was the end. So Jesus was preparing their mind. Don't think that I'm going to go into Jerusalem. I'm going to pull out my magical sword. I'm going to chase off all of these invaders, these Romans invaders. I'm going to restore the temple. I'm going to set up the new government. I'm, I'm king and you are my bishops and my, my counselors. No, wrong idea of Christianity. He's preparing them. In the end of this journey is this thing called the cross. So he says, if you want to follow me, grab your own cross. Let's go. Because in the end of your journey, the end of my journey here on earth is what? Is the cross. Is all death. That is what Jesus is saying. The first thing that Jesus tells us to do is to renounce the old religion. In order for us to unburden ourselves, because Jesus told you to do what? To carry your cross and follow him. If you are carrying other stuff, and now you are adding to your burden the cross, would you be able to carry your cross and your other stuff with you? No. You have to unburden yourself. And how do you unburden yourself? Get rid of everything. And how do you do that? How do you get rid of everything? You sell it, give it to the poor. But what about stuff that's in here? How do you get rid of it? You purify yourself by repentance. There's stuff that's in here that we need to repent because the things that would prevent you from following Christ is your guilt, your guilty conscience. The reason, number one reason why people don't go to church or cannot come to God is because they have just sinned. They sin. Today I feel good, I come to God, I pray, I read my Bible, but when I sin, it's really hard for me to pray, isn't it? It's really hard for me to open my Bible. The Bible tells you very clear, you need to repent. And by repentance, that guilt is wiped off of you. Even though it's still here, Jesus says, I wiped it. And the Bible says this, far is the east from the west, so I will remove your sin. I will remember it no more, even though we don't have the ability to forget. God does have the ability to forget. Remember that thing that you want to forget and you can't? God has the ability because the Bible says there's nothing impossible with God, even forgetting the thing that you can't forget. You cannot seek to enter, but you can get there by being born there. You know, the kingdom of God is not a place you walk into. The kingdom of God is the place where you born into. Remember when Nicodemus went to Jesus and he said, how can this be? And Jesus says, 
you must be born again. The only way for us to get into the kingdom of God is the work of God being done miraculously upon you. You cannot get there. When you get to heaven, if you were to heaven, when you get there, everyone there has been born there. No one there got there by themselves. There's no one in the kingdom of God got there by themselves. And that is the work of God. Did anyone here got here by themselves and not through your mother's womb? I didn't think so. We were all here because our mother gave birth to us. No one here got here by yourselves. Such is the same if you want to get into the kingdom of God, you must be born again into the kingdom of God. Now, denying yourself involves discarding these things. First of all, your dependencies, what you trust, your money, your wealth, your ability, your friends, your family, society, things that you depend on. All these things, if you want to follow Christ, deny yourself, meaning deny these things. If right now you depend on your friends or you depend on your family for your salvation or for your life, you need to get rid of these. Your lust, I put in there your proclivities or your tendencies of your heart. These things you need to get rid of to enter into repentance so that you will come and follow Christ. And thirdly, your action. Wicked and evil works that stand rebellious to the word of God. So everything that you do that is not here in the Bible or it is contrast to the Bible, is it against the Bible? Then you need to get rid of those, repent those things. Deny yourself physically and or mentally means the condition. You don't put yourself in the hospital condition where it can turn you around. Meaning there are situations in your life that you put yourself into that cause you to be at odds with your faith. You need to deny yourself of those conditions. If you find yourself sitting in front of the computer and looking at images where it will degrade your mind, it will turn you against the Lord, you need to take those things out. You need to deprive yourself or you need to turn it off. If you find yourself sitting in front of the TV for hours on end, if you find yourself attached to your phone and you can't get your hands off it, Yesterday, I saw a twin girl. They are eating dinner with their little sister and their mom. They pay no attention to their mom and no attention to the sister because the whole time there was there, maybe 45 minutes or an hour, they took about 36 pictures of themselves. And at one point, they said, Mom, could you shine a light on us? The mom turned the flashlight on and shine on them so that they can take a brightest selfie. We need to evaluate what we do. And I'm sure a lot of us, you can only see yourself outside of yourself. And I start to think, hey, do I do this? Am I so aware and conscious of my own image that I'm oblivious to everything that's going on around? Take these things, evaluate them. Jesus says, he that loveth father, mother more than me is not worthy of me. He that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. If you want to follow Christ, deny yourself. Take up the cross and follow him, meaning take all these things and abandon them and follow Christ. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. If you're going to sow selfishness, what will you get back? You will get back a lot of selfie. And you look at that and you go, you know what? I'm going to like these images so that they will like my images but no one really care about your face, only you, seriously. You look at all those things, 
scrolling by your Instagram feed and you double tap on it to like it, no one really give any liking to it. No one do. They double click on it because it's easy to do, but they don't care. All they care is that you like them, but you don't care. No one really care about anyone. They only care about themselves. Denying your lust involves mainly your pride and the knowledge that exalts itself above the gospel of Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. What does that mean to any of you? It should mean everything. If you read the scripture and it doesn't mean anything to you, you're not in the right state of mind. Just like that rich young ruler, when he got to Christ and Jesus says, go home, sell everything that you got and follow me. He was not in the right state of mind. He didn't know what Jesus was saying. What Jesus was saying is that I will give you eternity. But all he saw was his own mortality. This verse tells you this is the solution. And the solution is don't trust yourself. And you think, my God, where am I? Am I in a church? Yes, you are. Church that abides by the Bible will tell you never to trust yourself because you are an enemy to God. Your flesh is your carnal man is an enemy to God. And therefore, the Apostle Paul tells you to do what? Cast down every imagination that exalts itself against the Lord Jesus Christ. And what imagination do you come up with? A lot. You think, I am beautiful. You think I'm handsome, prettiest person on the face of the earth, and therefore you snap some selfie, you post it up, and people like it. You see 340 likes, and you go, oh, I'm beautiful. In fact, you're ugly as the next picture down the stream. Cast down all this imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The only thing that will give you value is your knowledge of God. Do you know God? And I tell you this, if you know God, if you really know, if there is the knowledge of God in you, then you possess the beauty of Jesus Christ. It is beyond, it is surpassed all other beauty. It surpasses everything else. There's nothing compared to the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 119, it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he taketh the wise in their own conceit. Don't be deceived. Man think that he's really wise. He's very intelligent. And one day it all comes to an end. Keep all your images and then look at yourself in the mirror 10 years from now, 20 years from now. Those people that you walk by, and say, she's old. Well, you're going to be that person. And you look at them and say, ooh, he's old. Well, you're going to be that person. All beauty fades. The only thing that remains is the Word of God. There's nothing new under the sun. Everything that you see has been there before. There's nothing new. Everything is recycled. The awesome Starbucks cup that you have is made out of what? 10% recycled material? Everything is recycled. Even though it looks nice and clean and neat, we reuse things. Nothing is new created here. Every single atom and element that's been on the earth has been there since the beginning. Regardless of what uh, theology 
or science background you believe everything that you see has been here so the air that you breathe has elements of dead people in it this shouldn't be a surprise to you that the fish that you ate come from a worm and that worm came from some grave that is threshed through somebody that died and the worm that ate the body and the birds that ate the worm that has your dead relative in there and then the bird dies fall into the ocean and the fish eat the bird and then you ate sushi and there you go cycle of life there's nothing new under the sun everything is recycled everything is there it's gonna be there and will be there again nothing is new knowing this you offer yourself as an instrument to God that he will use you because if you begin to analyze everything you realize all is vanity and vexation of the spirit the preacher says all is vanity and vexation the more you think about it the more vexing it becomes to you because you go you know then I shouldn't be eating sushi anymore it's gross I'm eating dead elements of people it's a vexation of spirit vexing is when something that's troubling you that you can't get rid of it you keep on getting annoyed by it and you can't get rid of it that's vexing the anti-knowledge of God is the vexation of your soul all right I'm gonna end here I know I only went through one but it's very important to you that you look at the outline so this this is letter C in the outline unburden yourself think about all the vain things that we do today and think about how you can offer yourself as an instrument of righteousness unto God so that he will use you Romans chapter 6 verse 13 I'm going to read this to you as we um, we're going to begin to pray neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust we should live soberly righteously and godly in this present world father we come to you asking Lord all the things that we have read we are unable to attain to these standards ourselves we need you Lord we need your spirit to give us the unction and to give us the power to live and walk worthily of your name Lord it is not that you call everyone but those that you have called you have prepared and those that you have prepared you will cause them to be righteous by faith and that you will sanctify them and that you would glorify them and we want to be the instruments that is righteous in the hands of others so help us Lord to unburden ourselves unencumbered ourselves with our own selfishness lustful depraved sinful and cause us Lord to yield our bodies truly to say no to this life to this flesh to the desires of our flesh and to yield our bodies to you and say Lord take and use as you will for your righteousness and for your glory my body I yield to you my mind I yield to you the work that I I have through these hands I yield to you use me Lord as instrument of righteousness in this present that I may be an instrument that you will use for the salvation of those who are in the beginning with myself. Mm -hmm.